Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you're ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines of wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome to the very first episode of the Heart and Soul podcast. Thank you so much for coming and being on this journey with me. I am so excited to share all of the gems and the knowledge and the wisdom that I have gleaned from the past 31 years of being in private practice, helping women and men to integrate in their own lives and transform their lives. I have done this integrating transformational coaching with acupuncture, sound healing. Yes, you will see, I sing into people's bodies and beings, and energy medicine. So why, after all of these years, am I going to do a podcast now? Well, it's a great question, and I've been sitting with that for a while now. It's been a desire that I've had for some time, but I didn't actually take action on those desires. And, you know, I believe our lives are always speaking to us. Sometimes it's in a faint whisper. Other times it feels more like a sledgehammer or a loud crash. For me, as so many other people have experienced Last year, 2020, was filled with three pretty loud pronouncements from my soul. The first came right out of the gate in January. My husband and I woke up on a gorgeous, crisp winter morning, and we had decided the night before to go skiing, and we threw our skis in the car and some food. We stopped and got some coffee, And we went up to the mountains, arriving on a gorgeous bluebird day in the state of Washington. This is very rare. And we got on the the ski lift, made our way up to the top, and it was really a stellar day. We decided to go right onto one of our favorite paths, and we started down, and I was just feeling elegant and beautiful in my body as it was making its way down. And then suddenly I was knee deep in powder and somehow I wasn't moving through it. It was this very strange thing. I 
somehow wasn't making my way through the powder and I heard a snap and I fell onto my side. My husband was behind me, made his way down and I was groaning in pain. And I took a few deep breaths and got up and said, all right, well, let's see, you know, if I can ski on on my legs, on my feet. And I went into a snowplow position and that was fine. And as soon as I made my way into what's called parallel, there was no way down I went again. There was absolutely no way. And I knew I was in trouble. I didn't know then that I had broken my leg, but I knew I was in trouble. But I decided I absolutely didn't want to wait for the ski patrol to get there with their toboggan. And I thought, well, let's see if I can walk back up. (laughs) Not really sure what I was thinking, but all right. And sure enough, I could walk uphill. We made our way to the uh, ski lift and was able to get a ride down. And as soon as I got down to the bottom and stood up, oh my goodness, you guys, it was very clear that I was in deep trouble. They took me to the medics and they were able to put my leg in a temporary cast. And unfortunately, on our very first (laughs) ski day of the ski season, we drove back to the hospital in Seattle. And sure enough, after an x-ray, they saw that I had broken my leg. Now, the good news was that I didn't need to have surgery. I was able to heal my leg by putting it in a cast. However, I then heard the doctor say, and you will have three casts over the course of 12 weeks if you are lucky. Oh my God, if I am lucky As you will come to learn as you get to know me, I move pretty darn rapidly in life and sitting still is not my forte. And the idea of sitting still for 12 weeks in a cast was a formidable, more than a whisper, I would say it was a loud pronouncement from the universe that it was time for me to sit still. After we got my first cast put on, I thought to myself, and actually I'd been thinking this on my drive down to Seattle, wow, the universe really has a lot to say to me. It has so much to say that it is going to make me sit still. And it was the strangest of times because most of the time you would have visitors and nobody, even my best of friends, couldn't come to see me. They were either away, too busy, or they were sick or their children were sick. And even though in the beginning I tried to see my patients, as soon as my patients saw me, they were like, you know what, we think you need a little bit of a break. (laughs) No pun intended. And so I had a lot of time on my hands. And my husband was very nervous for me to go down the staircase. So he asked that I stay on one level, which I agreed to. And hence my solitary cast confinement time began. And during that time, many, many things were revealed to me. I mean, this 
truly was such a gift that had been given to me. And, you know, I often think if we could even think of everything that happens in our lives as things that are happening for us, not to us, wow, the our growth, the exponential growth that we could have, rather than most of us, including myself, were normally fighting, no, I didn't want this to happen, especially on the first day of the ski season. But as the lessons came for me, one of the things that I noticed that really started to show up was my desire for more connection, my desire for deeper connection, not only with others, but with myself. The second warning signal or message came 12 weeks later, just four days after my cast had come off. It was announced that we were going to have to go into lockdown due to COVID. Now, in the beginning, I was in a very cheery mood about it all. I had learned so many lessons by sitting in my solitary cast confinement time that I was not afraid. In fact, I was very welcoming of this time. I was like, I've got this. And my friends who were not as happy with it, I said, don't worry, you're going to learn so many things. I am telling you, you're going to relish this time. And in the beginning, many of us did. We did things that we haven't done in many, many years, if at all. We started baking breads and cooking from scratch and having a lot more family time. And it was, for many of us, very welcomed. And then, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, we all became very, very tired of just being alone. I began to get phone calls from patients who I were now seeing over Zoom who said, you know, I am exhausted. I am exhausted from just being alone in my house. I am exhausted from just being alone with my husband or my wife or my girlfriend or boyfriend. Or I got phone calls. I am exhausted just from being alone with my husband or wife and children. And we all began to realize that we were needing, we were desiring We were longing for much more connection. The third message came a few days after we had begun our lockdown in COVID. And this message was like a loud crash. It was a phone call I have dreaded my entire life. And it came from one of my mother's nurses telling me that my mother had taken very, very ill. Now, a little backstory on my mother. She was already very, very ill. She had been suffering from Parkinson's, dementia, on top of a mental, serious mental illness that she had already suffered with her whole life. She had gone down so much that we had had to put her into a nursing facility and the nurse was from that nursing facility. And so I knew it was bad. And 
I listened as she told me about my mother's symptoms. And even though we didn't know a lot in the very beginning, I suspected my mother had COVID. And within a day of that phone call, I would find out that indeed my mother had COVID. Now, the interesting part was that because of my mother's other illnesses, my mother didn't feel badly. And she was in a state of utter confusion. And when I spoke to her, she said, Ellen, why did they put me away on this floor by myself? She was able to live in the nursing facility with her husband. But of course, he didn't, he wasn't able to go to the COVID floor. And as I began to explain this to her, she just kept shaking her head in not being able to understand what COVID even was. And we would go round and round. And every once in a while, I would think, oh, she's beginning to understand And then it would end in her crying and her confusion. And at one point, I realized my words were far less important than my ability to truly connect with my mother's heart, her confusion, and her hurt. To let her know that I was with her that I was deeply understanding her pain. Even though there was a part of me that wanted to explain all of this confusion, she really didn't understand. And she was upset that I wasn't flying to see her. And when I tried to explain that we couldn't even fly at this time, it just brought on more confusion. And I realized in that instant, that what my mother was needing was that she was needing my ability to connect deeply with her and her heart. And as we went through this phone call, I heard her heart very, very deeply. And I listened on a much deeper layer than I would have had I continued to try to explain the unexplainable to her. Fortunately and unfortunately, my mother was able to overcome COVID physically. However, COVID had taken the little part of her brain that was still functioning and had basically decimated it to the point where she no longer knew who she was, where she was, or what was happening. And this was truly one of the darkest days for my mother's nurses and for all of us who loved her because there was nothing left for us to do except to wait, to wait and see what her body had in store for her and for all of us. I did not know on that day when I decided that 
the most important thing was to connect with my mother deeply, that that would be our last phone call. And when I got the phone call that my mother died on June 10th, one of the first things that arose for me was that phone call and was the joy in knowing that I did my very best to get out of my way and to really connect deeply with my mother, to connect deeply with my mother's pain and her heart. In every three of these instances, there was a deep message that it was time for all of us to listen more closely to our own hearts, to our own longing, and to listen to what we were really yearning for. And as I took some space to grieve for my mother's passing, what I really heard inside of myself was that I wanted to connect more deeply with people. I find it strange that in this day and age of social media, of so many different places to connect, that we are in fact less connected with one another. In fact, I was so curious about this that in January, before I broke my leg, before I got any of these messages, I had bought a book called Together, written by Vivek Murthy. He was the 19th Surgeon General of the United States. And in this book, he explores one of the greatest health crises pre-pandemic in the United States, namely loneliness. And what he found was that despite all of our advances, We are a nation filled with loneliness. And he wondered why. And what he found was that we are, despite all of our talking about mental health, all of our talking, we are still deeply ashamed of feeling lonely. And The truth is, we are not alone. None of us are on this earth journey by ourselves. But sometimes, and many times, as Dr. Murthy has found, many times we are very much alone. And yet, I want to share the truth with you is that none of us are here alone. And so one of my yearnings that I am listening to coming out of 2020 is to share my wisdom, to share my heart with all of you so that it is my prayer that perhaps I can help at least one other person to know that you are not alone. One of the things 
I love that Dr. Murthy said is we have evolved to participate in community, to forge lasting bonds with others, to help one another, and to share life experiences. We are simply better together. And in my listening to my heart and soul, it is my hope that by sharing my stories, by sharing my wisdom that I have gleaned from working with my own self and with my patients, that I can participate more in our earth community, that I can help more people. So it is time for me to come forward with myself in a way that I find absolutely joyful. And I absolutely love people. And I love sharing our spiritual journey together. It is from this yearning and longing of my heart desire that is the seed from which this podcast has been birthed. Each week, I'm going to join you on our evolving journeys to share my thoughts on a particular theme, and I will be having guests come and share their wisdom as well. For I know that there is huge healing power in human connection. And the first place that our human connection begins is within each one of us. For we can only connect with one another at the same level that we connect with ourselves. When we get disconnected, it's like a wound that lives within us. And we try to fill it up with things outside of ourselves. We buy things or we try to get other people's approval and love. But this will never satisfy us or our deep longing for connection. So how do we connect with ourselves. One of the easiest ways that I know to connect back to ourselves is by doing a daily journal practice. And I know, I know we are all very, very busy. But what if I said to you, could you give me just five extra minutes a day? Just get up five extra minutes earlier and put your pen to paper. Don't even get out of bed. Put it there the night before. And just begin with, I desire to. And write on that. Or I want. Or I wish. And write on that for five minutes and close the book. Hopefully you're going to get a journal for this. And don't even read it. And I promise you, within one month's time, you will be feeling far more connected with yourself. Another way to easily connect with yourself is to do the following. And I hope you'll do this with me. Go ahead and put your hand on your heart and take a nice deep breath in. And using your own name, say, I love you and put your name there. Or you can put it in front. I hear you. I see 
your amazingness, and I am here for you. Let's do it one more time. I love you. I see you. I see your amazingness, and I am here for you. And one other way that I know easily to connect is with sound that takes us deeper within. And today I'm going to leave you with that. So it's a form of sound healing that I do. I will do it with a singing bowl and my voice. And all you need to do is to breathe. Now, if you happen to be driving, well, I know some of you will be listening to this while you drive, please stop this here and come back to it because I don't think it's a great idea to do while you're driving. If you're on a treadmill, pretty much the same. For all others, either sit or lie down, whatever you're most comfortable with, and just take this in. And for some of you who have the time, you might want to go and just be with that. And for others, just take a moment before you get back into your day. Thank you so much for being with me. I will see you next week. Have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, 
please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.